Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You're watching Happening Now, and I'm your host, Hammer. And let me tell you something. If you've got a boot and you can't pour water out with instructions on the heel, you don't want to be watching this podcast. Isn't that right, Adam? That's right. If you can't read instructions or make up your own mind about doing something, I would suggest tuning somewhere else. What do you think, Troy? I think if you're an Ikea shopper, toss out the instructions. <laughs> I could never put that stuff together. But today, we're going to put together a really cool show. We've got an amazing guest, Yoki from Yoki Shop, Newport Beach, California. Yoki, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. Been doing any surfing lately? I try to go almost every day, but uh, to this morning it was a little riptidey and kind of uh, morning sickness, so to speak. But um, I might go after work. Adam, what do you think? You got a new surf partner over there? I would hope so, but I think Yoki's got a better bead on the break than I do. So I might just be following him to where to surf. <laughs> there you go. Yoki, tell us about your Yoki shop in Newport Beach. You've been there, what, 14 years now? Yeah, we started out about 14 years ago, and um, the idea from our shop was to design different, make different, and sell different. With those three principles, um, we've been able to uh, design from things that are left over in the market, um, make make domestically right in the back of our office. Um, we have a setup of sewing machines, and then sell. Sell was to sell to the end user. So you're actually in the back room getting your hands dirty, if you will, and uh, getting busy on that sewing machine. Uh, yeah, but I, I do have a guy that has um, been with me for about 14 years now, and he's been um, pretty much the right-hand man to our project, and um, he's probably the best sewer-tailor person that I've met in a long time. Yoki, when you talk about leftover stuff, are you talking about dumpster diving or are you getting leftovers from <laughs> manufacturers? What, what's the product base? Well, that is uh, a real good question. It comes from everywhere. Um, I have been known to dumpster dive and <laughs> find different things. Um, that, that's another story. But um, most of the time I work with um, companies like Goodwill and I do go to Salvation Army. I do work um, yeah, from just friends and family, people donate all sorts of things. And one of the things that they donate is um, old beach towels. Old beach towels. Okay, that's cool. What are you making out of old beach towels? Well, at the end of every summer, we live down at the beach. And at the end of every summer, there seems to be tons of beach towels left at our house <laughs> from all my kids' friends. And um, my wife one year said, get rid of these beach towels and try to figure out something to do with them. So I took them to my office. They sat in a bag off to the side for about a month. And then I said, oh, shoot, I can make beach towel sweatshirts out of these things. So I gathered a whole bunch of leftover um, sweatshirts that had hoods, zippers, the long sleeves, and the rib all attached. And I cut all those pieces apart and disassembled the sweatshirts and then made the sweatshirt body out of the old beach towels. And um, it turned out to be a 100% repurposed type of product, but it also turned out to be a big hit. You're a little bit of a mad science with fabric, huh? <laughs> so to speak, yeah. 
Well, you've got, you've got a background in design. I think it'd be very helpful for our uh, viewers to know kind of your background in design. What, what, what is your background? Um, well, I grew up in a town called Glendale. And from day one that I could remember, my mom was a single parent. And she taught me all sorts of different things about being resourceful. And I don't know how that ties in with making of the clothes, but it does tie in to gathering the clothes and finding things that um, people think are trash at some point and they just discard it. I find it as, as one would say, a treasure because there's something to be said about old Levi jeans or double RL pants or things that you see in the market that are being discarded at all the time. I totally agree with that. I think that, especially as somebody who's worked in fashion and retail before myself, the attachments we come to form with clothes are so much greater when we can find them repurposed and find another way to sell a seam or create that same appreciation for something we've had before in a whole other decade. I think it's so rad. Thank you. Is it real specific or does... Yoki, do people ever drop stuff off to your office and say, hey, can you repurpose this? <laughs> All the time. And and that's a good, answer, a good question because they don't know exactly what to do with it, but it's a good answer to collecting or gathering these things instead of throwing them away. Um, we try to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Well, because we've got what a, a throwaway society, right? I mean, I think appliances, everything these days is just like, oh, I've used them for a couple of years. Let's toss them out. And back in the day, which is kind of, you know, hammer's age, you, you know, <laughs> we used to have products that would last forever. You know, you have a washing machine that's 50 years old or a, wa a water heater is still going. But today, I think the youth is like a, a discarded society. And I think you're, you're handling that aspect of it. Well, we're working towards it, definitely. And we do it every day. So for the last 14 years, we've had a great opportunity of trying to, um, again, be part of the answer instead of the problem. You know, I, I know this is kind of a weird question, but I've had this shirt that was my grandfather's shirt for years and years. And uh, he's been gone a long time. And he was a much smaller man than I am. If I brought that to you, do you have a service where you could repurpose that for me? Absolutely. Yeah. We could, we could measure up whatever it is that you want and in size wise, and then we could cut up the garment and add new fabrics to it that are also being discarded. Um, your choice too, which would, if you'd like a flower print or if you'd like a car print, or if you'd like just solid stripes, we could, we could find all those things. And, I want a, uh, put I want a copper tone uh, girls. Uh, <laughs> we could probably short, find one of shorts. <laughs> I don't think anybody else wants that for you, Troy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm a one of a kind kind of person. Yeah, you're going to be all by yourself on the beach there, bro. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I'm really interested on the college stuff that you do and how you repurpose uh, these college uniforms. Well, um, about 10 years ago, my daughter went to a school called Oregon, and, and she played a sport up there. And um, I noticed that they got uh, travel shoes, and they got travel sweats and outfits and luggage. And I asked her one day, what do you guys do with all the stuff that is left over from that? And she goes, I just give it back to the equipment manager. So it gave me an idea to um, 
go and speak to the equipment managers and then talk to the universities um, about it. Our first university that actually participated in the program that we set up um, was USC. So they were the first in the nation to start taking responsibility of some of the things that they would throw away on their campus. So the uniforms were a natural thing because there was probably about a hundred kids on a football team and to outfit them on away game, travel games, um, coaches out uniforms, um, home games, um, they would have an abundance of product that was left over from socks to um, belts to jerseys to hats. And we would just gather all those things and um, take the logos off of them, take the color off of them, um, start applying them onto new T-shirts and sweatshirts, and then start selling it to the base that is there, which at every football game, there's probably about 70,000 kids and families and people going to um, fangoers that are going to the game. There's also about 30,000 kids that are 18 to 22. Um, a lot of these companies that I used to work for are constantly asking me, how do we capture the 18 to 22-year-old? And um, so we tried to capture them by participating in their world instead of them having to participate in our world. They love cardinal and gold. They don't care about purple and white. They don't care about fluorescent pink. They want cardinal and gold. And so with that opportunity that's in front of us, we were able to make um, fan gear and sell a ton of it during the seven home games, but then also sell it in the student store where there was a million people going to the website um, almost every day. Well, you got to be the cool kid if you're wearing your stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, because there's not much of it and it's well, all unique. And, and the fact that uh, your daughter went to Oregon is a good example. And by the way, you might notice what I'm wearing right now. Nice little bucket hat from Oregon uh, leftovers, I assume. Yes, uh, but it is. Oregon is, has, seems to come out. Their football, basketball, all of them have a different outfit on every single game. And of course, they have a huge corporate sponsor, which we all know and won't name. But is that a huge corporate waste? Is is do you think you're recycling enough to kind of make up for that? Well, one season we um, took probably two thousand uniforms out of the landfill. Oh, wow. uh, and probably just in one month, I collected 1,300 um, orange shoe boxes that were being discarded. They usually give the athlete the shoe, but they won't give the athlete the shoe in the box. So those boxes just get crushed, and they are um, destined for the landfill. Is that because they don't want them to resell them? Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, you know, good entrepreneurial kid. You give me the box, it's sold. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first time I ever heard about repurposing, like what you're referring to was on uh, Shark Tank, which is, I love the show. And these folks were doing uh, backpacks from first responder outfits, you know, so it was like the, mm -hmm. the stripes and stuff. What a cool idea. And, and now you're doing it on a large scale, which is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Okay, how many can you do in a day? I mean, how much um, production do you actually have at that store? Well, um, it's very small and it's very limited. So when you go back to talking about the cool kids, uh, the, the, whoever gets it immediately becomes a one of a kind and becomes a, not a cool kid, but it, it, a, a 
socially conscious kid, a kid that's thinking about the environment more than just the actual look of of a fast fashion garment or a brand name. They're they're now looking at us as um, making somewhat them more of a one of a kind themselves. Well, and that's awesome. And, and what kid doesn't want to do that? I guess it's all about pricing. Your, your average T-shirt in one of these stores, what, 20, 30 bucks? Our basic T-shirts run around $56 to $72. Um, there's a lot of... No, I mean the average, not, not your T-shirts. The, oh, yeah. You know. the, the T-shirts in the, in the market, I haven't checked the price points much on there. So, but what we're saying, just for a couple bucks more, 10 bucks, 20 bucks more, you can have uh, Yoki Original. Correct. That's worth it. And you're doing a lot for the environment. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? You're going to get a few of those? I'm eager to go down and check them out. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I can't, I have not been to the store and I'm, I'm going to be doing that this week. No, awesome. The store is really cool. Uh, it has one wall. If the wall's still there, the, which is all the orange boxes. Yep. That, that Yoki was talking about from the school that they were going to crush and he's repurposed them. Yeah, we actually had the um, Museum of Modern Art come in, and um, she was a curator, and she asked me a, the same question, what are you doing with all these um, orange boxes? And I said, well, I wanted to collect 100,000 of them, and which is possible because they have that many shoe boxes and shoes going to athletes, but um, and then put a $60,000 one-year school scholarship inside the box, number and label each one and sign them, and then auction the 10,000 boxes off for $10 as a, um, if you do the math, you'd raise about $100,000, 60 would go to the um, scholarship and 40 would go to um, the museum. I was first going to say, why would these uh, corporations be sending shoes with bo in boxes to colleges when they don't really need the boxes to begin with? But now that you're repurposing and doing it for scholarships, I'm all for it. Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, hey, I'm in, you know, uh, sign me up for some boxes and to help you out. I mean, to me, that's a, a fabulous idea. Yeah, well, thank you. There, we, we think so, and that's why we've been – Taking no paycheck for the last 14 years. <laughs> and you, you, your question about how many can we make, um, it's, you know, four or five items a day. Yeah, pay, paycheck's overrated, Yogi. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be, yeah, you, I mean, you've had a brilliant career, so I'm sure you've got a nice savings and you're doing this as, as you know, from the heart. Um don't tell my wife that. Yeah, well, <laughs> she, she wants to know how. Uh, when do we get a paycheck? Which is a great deal. Well, you know what? But that's great. I mean, that's the way it should be. Every one of these pieces, as time goes on, I, let's say I paid fifty bucks for whatever shirt or pants I bought from you. I, I got to imagine that this thing is just going to go up in value, in my mind. Well, I'm not too sure about that, but it goes Let's up in go value in, in, in the way the world looks at it. The world looks at things in a different way. I, and um, I want our legacy and I want our look to be something that people know that we're trying to do the right thing. We have our company's name is Yoki's Garden. And in the garden, it stands for Gather abundance, repurpose, demonstrate ethos. Ethos is a Greek word that we 
feel it's to do the right thing. And when do we want to do it? We want to do it now. So there is the fun little thing that we hope we'll be able to um, pass the baton to the next generation and have them pick up on it because it will be a sustainable business as long as people are discarding product and somebody has an imagination of how to put these things together to create unique and one-of-a-kind items, then I think we're still be in business. I, I, I know this isn't your gig, but what's the scalability with this? I got I to gotta imagine it's huge. Um, yeah, there's close to 250 D1 schools across the country. I've had contact with the Goodwill. There's probably 250 Goodwills across the country. Um, so the scalability of it is the opportunity to go into Alabama or Florida or Texas or any one of these D1 schools and set up a business where you gather all their leftovers, the abundance product, you repurpose it, and you show them how to um, do the right thing. And um, every day there's product that has their logos on it. So, and colors of what their school colors are. And um, the Goodwill has been doing it for quite some time now, but um, we could actually go in there. We've had contact with several of the Goodwills, and they're interested in building a platform for people to come into the Goodwill, students and kids, and people that want to learn how to do repurposing, and cut the little pieces of fabric that need to be cut to be applicated onto the new garments and then sell it back to the fan base that it's already there. So it's, it's kind of a simple idea, but it's just been overlooked now and for so win, long. It's a win-win-win equation, which I think is fantastic. Well, I think there's so many good ideas to try and identify out of the entire, like, not only ethos that you spoke about, Yoki, but also just the general approach. And I think a lot of people approach fashion as an investment where you buy something to resell it. But when you spoke earlier about bringing the ideas of the younger generation to them rather than bringing them to you, I think that's really the approach that's successful that you've pursued. A lot of young folks, I think, wear their fashion as a statement and an expression of action rather than just something that can be sold off later as a good investment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing I find kind of interesting about this, if if you're some kid sitting in your dorm room trying to figure out what you're going to do, I mean, you can get yourself some thread and a sewing machine and uh, go down to the local uh, thrift store and uh, start making uh, something cool. Yeah. Well, that's been um, happening now for a while, but... You know, it's um, a lot of kids get stumped on how to make it a business or how to roll it out. And we're trying to show them the example that um, you work with a market that's already there and you work with the product that they have that they discard. But they also um, they love the cardinal and gold, just like UCLA loves blue and gold and um you know, Stanford has red and white and modern day has red, white and gray. And so and they all have hand signals. You know, you could do the the horn frogs from TCU. You could do the gators. They clap like that. You do this as 
Texas Longhorns. And those little items, the hand signals, go onto the garment, and then you decorate it with fabric. And that's what we're doing for USC. We just do the fight on fingers and put cardinal and gold on it, and somehow or another it becomes a hit. Yeah, and Hammer, if I may uh, allow, perhaps we can get Yogi back sometime because he's got such a fantastic story as far as education. We're talking about school and their you know, leftover product, but he's got a much deeper story. And if we can get him back sometime, I'd love to talk further about that as well. Well, listen, I want to thank you, Yogi. Your story is fabulous, and we are going to have you back. And I think the whole the whole thing is you you care. You care about Mother Earth, and you want to give back. And we... Love you for that. And thank you for being here. And Yoki Shop is in Newport Beach. We'll have everything on. So you guys head down there and check it out and pick yourself something up. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. It's happening now. It's happening.